Welcome to the Voices of STEM podcast, a podcast highlighting the stories of marginalized students on their journey to become STEM professionals. Each Monday, you'll get a deeper look into the lives of a current STEM student told through their successes, challenges, and complexities. I'm your host, Dr. Stacey Dutton. Welcome to episode six of the Voices of STEM podcast. This week, we feature part one of a two-part story. Essentially, this week's voice submitted a very dynamic story, and it was important that we share the information in its entirety. So without further ado, let's get into this week's voice. I am on my path um, to becoming a doctor. This journey has not always been easy, but I can say that I always knew that I wanted to be a doctor. This is very cliche, but I found out when I was five years old that this is what I wanted to do. I was watching a baby story on TLC before school one morning, and something in me just said, this is what I'm going to be when I grow up. And I honestly, I think a lot of kids know their destinies um, before anybody else defines their path for them. For instance, when I was listening to Michael Jackson and other great artists in their interviews, when one when people always ask them, how did you know this is what you wanted to do? They've always identified with what they've seen from TV. So Michael Jackson always studied James Brown. And Sierra, she studied Michael Jackson. And so most great artists they study or identify with the craft that they are um, inclined with and they run with it. And so I've always knew in me that I had something great. And so I've always identified with great people and I've studied their crafts. I used to want to be a dancer. So I used to study Sierra when I in school, when I learned about Wilma Rudolph and I was um, in track, I wanted to be like her. And I thought that I was going to the Olympics. Um, I made it to Junior Olympics. I was really fast as a kid. And if I would have kept up with track and field, I probably would have been an Olympian. However, I wind up quitting track and I didn't go through with dancing. I also enjoyed music, but that didn't work out. But for some reason, science... And medicine is what has worked out for me, um, despite all of the um, difficulties. And so um, being a doctor is really important to me, is very special because I'll be the first doctor in my family. And there are not a lot of, there are black doctors, but there are not a lot. Um, There's not as many black doctors as there are um doctors of other races and it's really important for me to show other people that black people can be doctors as well because um as a kid not being able to have affordable assurance having to go to the clinic to seek care I used to always be intimidated um by my doctors and when I first got my first black doctor I always wanted to have her 
I was, was more comfortable with having her because I I don't know it was just something in me I just didn't feel comfortable with my other doctors and so I really think that it's important that other people see or have other black people have a black doctor and so um as far as like my, my path has gone um graduated as a neuroscience major I chose the major because when I looked at the requirements, it lined up with all of the requirements for medical school. I did not know what neuroscience was. Um, I didn't even know that research was a thing, but I'm happy that um, I found the neuroscience major and joined it because it opened my eyes to so much. Um, it really showed me what research is because in my mind, I've had that you know, the um, build the science guy and Einstein and blowing up stuff. And even though that's more the chemistry part of research and science, it's not the whole picture. And so I was able to shape my picture based off the neuroscience major, which I really appreciated. Um, and the major is challenging, but it really helped me to shape and decide that this is what I really wanted to do. During my sophomore year, I was going through a lot and I almost changed my major to an art dance major because as I stated before, I always loved the arts. I like dancing, I like drawing, I like painting. It's just something that I do to help me get rid of stress. And so as this being an avenue I appreciate it. I thought that I could take art and dance as a major and then also just be on a pre-med track because you don't have to be in a science major to get into medical school. Most um, doctors were English majors in college. But I realized that I couldn't see myself being an art or dance, like being in the art in the art um, field only because like I stated before that part that interest that I have is used to help me to relax used like to help me to get my creative juices flowing it's not something that I felt like I'll be able to use to help people in the way that I want to um and yeah, sometimes like I paint canvases for other people and share my artistry with other people. And so that is a form way of helping people. However, that field is more, um, it's very demanding in a different way. So for instance, if I wanted to be an artist, I would have to paint pieces based off of my clients, what they want. And that's not really how I flow. I... I do artwork when I'm inspired and if I'm not inspired to do it it's not going to turn out the way I want it to turn out and so it takes a lot of energy and effort for me and so I knew that I couldn't really make a living for myself off of that and while I'm not going into medicine just to make a living but I have to think about everything and I just knew that medicine is it's really hard to explain I just knew that this is what the path I wanted while I still keep art and dance as like 
a different avenue for me to get away from just focusing solely on science and medicine, doing something that I enjoy. And so um, that's kind of how like I shaped my, defined my path in college. And so I guess it was a little, it, it was a hard decision to make only because I was comparing myself with my peers and hearing about all the opportunity that they had. And I felt like I was behind. I'm also in college. I had a, a, my scholarship paid for my tuition, but my room and board wasn't paid for. And so um, after my freshman year, the school emailed me and told me that I would be dropped from my classes if I did not pay my remaining balance. And so I thought being smart, like if I move off campus, then my tuition will still be covered and I'll be okay. But that's not what happened because I moved off of campus. They basically changed my financial aid and decreased it because they didn't think I needed as much since I was moving off of campus. So I wind up still having to pay, not as much as I had to pay my freshman year, but I still had to pay money to the school. And it was really hard um, having that financial burden every semester, always going to the register office and asking them to just waive the, the take the hold off my account so that I can register for classes, so that um, I can have a place in the classes that I needed, and then just being patient with me so that I can pay over the summer. And at home, I, it was a lot going on. Um, most people do not know this, but my mom was in an abusive relationship, and so she didn't have the money, um, and... When I was working, like, I used to save my checks to pay off what I could. But it was really hard. Um, but I'm grateful that God has always made a way. Um, and I almost gave up my junior year. Because my sophomore year, I was just like, I'm just going to take the bare minimum classes. Because I lost hope. I didn't think that I was coming back. Because, that, like I said, I've always gotten the notice that I'm being removed it was always a struggle for me to get registered for classes. And so um, during my junior year, I was like, well, if medicine is what I want to do, I need to see all the classes I need to take, what I need to do. And so I overloaded myself. I was taking 20 credits per semester. Plus, I was in night school because my goal was to take the MCAT over the summer and then... Um, enroll into medical school right after college and so I was doing a lot it was a lot on me I was also transitioning spiritually um, because I kind of lost faith in God based off of what my family life was like and um, it was just a lot going on so I wind up changing um, going through things spiritually as well as in school and so I had a lot on me and I didn't know what to do and during that time I was also questioning my major
First, I want to say thank you for submitting that story and good luck on your journey to become a medical doctor. So listen to, listening to that story, a few things came up for me. The first one was the story around being the first in your family to achieve a particular goal and have to simultaneously deal with the challenges that your personal life may bring. And I think sometimes people don't really understand how being a first or even being a um, being a first generation college student, how that really impacts the performance of students. Because there's a lot of um, loneliness, a lot of isolation, a lot of not having anybody in your familiar unit, your familial settings or um, just anybody in your personal life who you can go to to talk about the difficulties and the challenges that being an undergrad could bring. And even to take that a step further, you know, college is hard, but professional school is even harder. And so that could be even compounded as you advance in higher levels in your academic pursuits. I really appreciate how she talked about using dance and art as a means to provide self-care for her during the challenging times. You know, and I think that's important that we all figure out what are those creative pursuits that could help um, really ameliorate some of the issues that come up while you're in professional or academic settings. When I was in grad school, Minds was sewing. Um, you know, I at one point in time, I was sewing more than I probably was reading academic papers. But, you know, it's something that kind of got me through the challenges of grad school. It kind of allowed my mind the opportunity to think about something else beyond um, whatever the current research focus I was doing at that particular time. So I want to encourage all of you all to number one, if you are first gen and are struggling or need some support, please reach out and try to find individuals who um, have gone through a similar story, individuals who have thrived in those settings and be and, and who were able to conquer the life as an academic professional. And then two, find something in addition to the science that fulfills you and makes you happy. Because, you know, we're more than just the work we produce. You know, we're also creative people. And even though science is quite creative, and I think people tend to miss that point, science is very creative, but something else that, you know, may you may have a passion about, something else that drives you to kind of balance off the challenges and the difficulties that may come from doing science. I would also say that, you know, though myself personally, I enjoy teaching I enjoy interacting with students and at times I enjoy I enjoy doing research but sometimes the monotony of all of that um, could really wreak havoc on your creativity so then turning to some sort of other creative pursuit whether it be dancing sewing or even yoga can help um, not only um, fix your mental state but um, spark creativity again in your professional pursuits. Make sure to follow us on social media at Voices of STEM on IG and Twitter. See you next week.